Hello, this is Carol Hyman, Executive Director of Applied Mindfulness Training, and this is our podcast series, Turning Troubles into Treasures. In this episode, we'll be working on changing aggression into accountability, which is a personal project in which we use memory and imagination to help us deal with how we react to people we don't agree with. All contemplative exercises depend on learning to recognize wakeful presence, which is our ever-present underlying awareness, like the sky in which the weather of thoughts and emotions take place. Those arise and last as long as they do, and always, eventually, dissolve back into the clear, open sky of wakeful presence. If we pay attention, we can observe this instead of getting carried away, believing everything we think. Mindfulness practice helps with this, and if you'd like support for yours, visit the Applied Mindfulness Training Resources page for guided instruction. If we want to make our own lives better and help others and actually leave a better world for the people who come after us, we need to become conscious agents of change. People sometimes feel like we are who we are based on nature and nurture. Well, we could debate that until the cows come home and it won't help us change. In fact, it actually undermines our sense of agency because it encourages us to think of ourselves as objects to which things happen. Once our chromosomes lined up in the embryo, a process that, as far as we can tell, we didn't have much to do with, the nature side of the equation was pretty well set up. As for nurture, the most influential patterns get set early on, and since we don't get to pick the family we're born into, we can't be blamed for that either can't be blamed. Ah, doesn't that have a nice ring to it? But that kind of thinking, while it makes us feel comfortable, actually disempowers us. It also invites a host of unpleasant afflictions like malaise and its counterpart fanaticism or depression and its counterpart hyperactivity. When we can't help noticing that things aren't right, but we don't have any idea how to go about fixing them, we're likely to point fingers in blame and think that somebody should do something. Focusing on factors that are out of our control to explain why we act as we do makes us feel impotent. We feel like victims. We see others as bullies. And all this adds up to more hurt in the world. But the good news is that we have the power to free ourselves from a lot of the suffering of conditioned existence. If we're willing to stop focusing solely on the particular conditions in which we find ourselves and learn to rest instead in wakeful presence, the conditions may or may not change immediately or ever, but our perspective will. In order to see our particular conditions without being caught, trapped in a limited view, We have to explore our inner architecture, meet and greet our passengers, the tendencies that we carry and identify with, and get comfortable in our own skin. The more we go down the rabbit hole of our own minds, the more we find that things are indeed curiouser and curiouser. It's a kind of paradox that by paying attention to our own minds, we actually undermine self-absorption. 
By taking ourselves apart with the gentle tool of mindfulness, we clear the lens through which we see everything else. Then, curiouser and curiouser is the way we feel about our world. And instead of reacting to things we don't like with anger and aggression, we try to understand them and seek to find ways in which situations might be workable. How many times have you watched someone on the news or read something somebody wrote on social media and thought, I just don't understand how somebody can believe that? For most of us, too many times to count. But take a moment and ask yourself, what thoughts follow that in your mind? I'd be willing to bet that for most of us, if we don't change the channel or find another online distraction, something like this occurs. We think, can people really be that stupid? They're just hateful or evil. How do they sleep? If we get really revved up, we may go beyond mere thinking and post some of our own opinions online, basking all the while in righteous anger. The problem is, of course, that those people are just as sure they're right as you are, and they don't understand how you can be the way you are either. Closed minds all the way around. No effort to understand the others, just contempt. So that's where we need to start if we want to be agents of change. We have to interrupt the patterns, and we have to start in our own minds first. So let's do a little exercise. Think of some recent situation in which you find, found yourself asking, how could anybody believe that? Now bring the image of the person who prompted that thought to mind and notice how you feel in your body as you picture them vividly. If you start to spin out thoughts going on about how and why they're wrong, just come back to what it feels like to be in your body as you hold the image of that person in your mind. Now try to relax. I'm guessing that might not be so easy if you're feeling really revved up, but take a few deep breaths and let go of the image you've been holding. Can you feel yourself dropping back a bit into wakeful presence, a simple sense of what it feels like being embodied and awake in the space you're in right now? After all, the image you brought to mind that caused such a reaction is now, in this moment, no more than a memory, a lingering figment of your imagination. But what a lot of power it can wield to cause us to react like that. Now here comes the curiouser part. Instead of holding fast to what you already believe about that person, Try to activate your natural inquisitiveness. That curiosity is a part of the inherent equipment of the open and fully functional human heart and mind. 
If you do, you can use the extraordinary tool of imagination. And instead of triggering an aggressive reaction, you can empower yourself as an agent of change. There's a bit of wisdom, the source of which, if you can believe the internet, and after all, don't we tend to, was a Roman slave. Translated, it means, nothing human is alien to me. And the value of that wisdom is no doubt the reason that Googling the phrase brought up more than 54 million results. Can you stretch your mind that much to see that person as human and not alien to you? So now take a moment to bring the same person to mind, but this time don't picture them too vividly. You want to be able to maintain a sense of resting in simple presence so you can observe a particular mental phenomenon, the image of the person you've been working with held in your mind. Now ask that question again. How can anybody believe that? And this time, instead of jumping into the same old boat, see if you can imagine how. How? How can someone believe that? Try not to label them with negative terms or denigrate them in any way. Instead, see if you can find even the smallest sympathetic comprehension of how someone might get to where they are. Feel free to pause the recording here if you'd like to spend more time with this. Sometimes the best we can do is to see the person as deeply confused. But even that is better than fixating on how screwed up they are and getting mad about it. For me, sometimes the most I can muster is to contemplate what it must be like to inhabit that person's mind and body. Suspecting how profoundly uncomfortable it must be can sometimes help me feel a little bit of softness toward them. The final step here in empowering ourselves as agents of change is to tap into the benevolence that is also part of our human equipment. When it's not obscured by confusion and aggression, we can make a conscious effort, however challenging it might be, to aspire that that person might be free from confusion that they might find the peace within themselves that would allow them to be kinder in the world, that they might change. After all, isn't that what you want? And then, also, by the way, you might consider extending that aspiration. And this is a little more challenging. Why not aspire that you yourself might be free 
from your own confusion. Because that's the thing about confusion. It's so easy to see it in other people and really hard to see it in ourselves. And if we truly want to be agents of change in the world, we need to mind our own business first by being accountable for what we cultivate in our hearts and minds and thereby bring into the world. I hope this little exercise helps you open your mind to other possibilities the next time you find yourself triggered and asking, how could anybody think that? How could they say that? How could they do that? Instead of ending those thoughts with an irritated exclamation point, try ending them with a question mark. Curiouser and curiouser. Thank you for listening, and for other ways that mindfulness can help bring benefit into your life, please visit our website, AppliedMindfulnessTraining.org, where you will find additional exercises, blog posts, and other tools to help you turn troubles into treasures.